On today's show, the Dallas Mavericks dropped their second game in the preseason against the Timberwolves. Should we be concerned yet? How did Derek Lively and Omax look? We'll talk about that in more today's Locked On Mavericks. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. I don't believe you shouldn't be here. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for being part of the show and making Locked On Mavs your first listen every day, where the best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day and to comment anything below. Let us know in your comment section. Give me one overreaction from preseason game one, game two. Let us know. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook partner of Locked On. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets. Guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. And joining me, as always, my co-host, writer, contributor at Mavs.com. The preseason poltergeist. The one more thing, King. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Oh, been working on some intros there. Okay, okay. (laughs) Had to come up with a new Uh, word. New word. (laughs) Another preseason game, another loss, uh, but you know it's it's part of the preseason. I'm back in Dallas, so uh, welcome been watching these Mavs games in Kentucky. And I texted you last night. Drove a big, good 14 hours, and uh, got pulled over right <laughs> right before we got home. And uh, is that always like, the case? Also, just, those, what a great capper! Those small Texas towns too, like outside of. Listen, I, I get I get pulled over, and those sometimes are just like. No, we were legitimately 15 minutes. We were on Bush, like oh. George Bush. It's like uh, whatever. <laughs> oh, it's like so. listen, I got a Mavs game to watch tomorrow morning. All right, so uh, and two kids in the backseat. You had your dog with you too, right? Like. <laughs> My dog was freaking out. I have a zoo in the backseat of my car. Can we not yeah. do this right now? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. On today's show, we'll uh, we'll break down Mavs preseason game two. I'll say the score this time. 104 to 96. <laughs> Yesterday, I said the Ooh. score I said the score doesn't even matter. We got a bunch of comments about it. Uh, it still doesn't. <laughs> it still doesn't in a preseason game. Uh, Kyrie Irving did not play in this game. Seth Curry was out in this game. Markeith Morris was out in this game. Jade McDaniels didn't play for the Timberwolves. And so we got... A good look at a couple of guys that will will play for the Mavericks. Josh Green goes back in the starting lineup. You get um as he should. Jaden Hardy goes in the starting lineup instead of instead of Kyrie. And then Derek Lively starts, Grant Williams start, and uh and, and Luka Doncic starts. To me, the thing that stands out again from this one is Derek Lively. I thought Derek Lively looked really good again. He played the most minutes of anybody on the team. He played just about 23 minutes. He had another uh, you know, at another dunk, he had two offensive rebounds. He had three fouls and three turnovers. So the mistakes, those are the mistakes that you expect. The turnovers were a little rough. The fouls, not so much. Had a steal, three blocked shots. And he had one block shot that they didn't count early in the in the first half too. So more than three block shots. But what are your thoughts on Derek Lively now through two games? Loved what I've seen. I mean, I, I thought, you know, I was pretty satisfied with the first game. Uh, and then I thought he played even better this game. I thought he looked like he belonged um you know he had those two offense rebounds early in the game it's like let's go like this is something we're not used to here and um you know you mentioned the block shots but they're even you know there are shots around the rim that he contested that you know guys missed that you know obviously doesn't show up on a box you know box sheet there so that's the 
Box sheet. Box score. <laughs> box sheet or the no box score or the stat sheet. You said box. Actually, sheet. I like box, box sheet. Box sheet. <laughs> so on the stat score, it's it, it won't show. <laughs> the stat score. See, that one doesn't even make any sense. The stat no, score. No, it doesn't at all. Uh, but no, I, I liked what I think. You know, I, you know, there was that play there in the second half where Rudy just kind of lowered the shoulder, Tough yammed one. it on his face. But it's just like, you know, and they came right back down the floor. He got the ball. He did a jump hook. Lively did. Missed it. But it, it showed me a little bit of confidence in him. It was like, dude, you just got yammed on, which I don't really blame him because this is one of the things that we talked about in his pre, you know, in, in the pre-draft process stuff of going back and watching him in the post against some of the bigger guys. He did get pushed around a lot or scored on right underneath the basket. That's going to come. Like, you know, I think Bobby said it on the broadcast. It was like, dude, two years from now, that that isn't going to happen. No. Because it's just going to take time. He's going to get stronger, learn learn the spots on that. So, yeah, I, I I actually really liked what I saw from Lively, you know, in game two. Yeah, it, it was a, that, that specific moment. So it happened in the second quarter where Gobert posts up on him. And then he just backs him down, backs him down, turns around, and then just like kind of pushes him with his chest and dunks on him. And Lively contested it. He stays there. He stood strong and contested it. And, man, that is a thing that he's going to struggle with, is stuff in the post. But how many players are as big as Gobert? They're going to be able to move him around. Like we talked about his playing weight last episode. He's at 240 right now, at least that's what he said. And the listed playing weight of 240, like Clint Capella, Jarrett Allen, Giannis, like, like there's a bunch of guys that are 240 in the NBA. And there are not many people as big as Gobert that can push Derek Lively like that. Um, so this is, yeah. it was a good test and it only happened once in over two games. Right. So and yeah. I thought Lively held up pretty well rebounding wise, which is the one thing that the Mavs really, really need. Like I don't care about him getting beat on one post up in a game. I'd rather him win three or four rebounding battles in a game that are going to matter to end defensive possession. And so I think physically wise, he, that, that play is going to stand out. I tweeted it out. A bunch of people did and said this is where he's going to struggle, but I'd much rather him like have that struggle, but then also but win rebounding battles and still be able to do that. Um, yeah, and, and, you know we saw a couple lobs too. You know these first two games with Luca and him. If there's one guy in the league that is the hardest to throw those lobs against, it's Rudy Gobert. So yeah, as exciting as those couple plays and couple lobs that we've seen, we're like, man, we want more of that. You, we're going to get more of that, and they're going to be matchups to where imagine all the stuff. Now he he's already a good roller. But you know he's obviously he, he can he can get better at that. That's what you look at how much times Dwight you know was the um, you know was catching those lobs from Luca all these years ever since you know we were like twelve years old, and <laughs> that's just imagine that. But Derek Lively against some of these other opponents. I go back to when was I twelve? Well, I think Dwight took over for James Donaldson. This <laughs> Roy Tarpley went out with that injury, and then Dwight was the one that came in and. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. So I, I thought Derek Lively played, played well again in this game and just show, just showing he can do the things the Mavs are going to ask him to do. And mm -hmm. uh, to seeing him run, like get out and run. I think there was a play in the first quarter where he got out and run and like ran in transition. Josh green got a rebound and they ran and Josh totally missed him. Just didn't even expect lively, I guess, to be that far out, like that close to the rim and passed it to him like two steps too late on it. But yeah. like, like lively getting in transition and running out. Like you could just see his athleticism on the lobs on running in transition and that kind of stuff. And it, man, it, it makes you excited because we've said this all summer and I'm going to keep He's the perfect center for what they want to do. And is it, and he should start. 
I mean, we've been on this for starting. a long time. I mean, he... Yeah. And, and, you know, we've been on this for a while and that in this center rotation right now, he should be the starting center point blank. Um, and I think these first two games have only proven that even more. I'm curious how he's going to look. And I don't know. I don't know when's the first time we'll be able to see this. How does he look against a smaller team? Like a team that plays small at times. Well, the mm. Pistons with, with Duran, like Duran and Isaiah Stewart. I don't think that really counts. That's the next like NBA team they're going to play in the regular season, San Antonio, Brooklyn, Memphis, Chicago, Denver, Charlotte. It's like, I don't know when we'll see that all these teams. I mean, some of it will just be matchup dependent. I mean, all these other teams have centers, but yeah. How will he play against a, you know, a, a switch, like a smaller switching team, like, like the warriors, you know, or something or something like that. And I'm curious if he, how he looks against that, how he's, especially how he guards against space. Cause we didn't have to see that very often in these two games because Timberwolves play big. They play two, seven, basically two centers with cat and yeah. Gobert, And so we haven't really, we didn't really see a ton of that. So I'm curious how he's going to look at like that, but this was, a, these two games were a great test for him. He played some good minutes. He showed us some good stuff. And yeah, I agree with you. He should, he should be starting from just his, like <laughs> from all the tools that he has. And then now from what we've seen over two games, he should continue to be the starter. And uh, I don't stick with that. Yeah. Coming up, let's talk about what whoever, whoever else stood out. I think Omax, there's a couple of moments that, that stood out that were much better from game one. He improved, but where else did he struggle? We'll talk about him. We'll talk about the rest of the rotation and what we saw from everybody else coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about FanDuel. FanDuel has you covered with all kinds of odds and lines inside and outside of sports. You can go check out and see what's available on FanDuel. Right now, go check out FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Uh, if you're subscribing to our subtext line, you will get the FanDuel line sent to you for every game before the game. So uh, you can get that. They did have preseason game odds. The Mavs, I think, were a two-and-a-half-point underdog in this game when they were a one-and-a-half-point favorite when Kyrie was playing the game before. Uh, all kinds of different stuff you can check out on FanDuel. They have the WNBA right now. Game one of the of the finals is going to be Sunday. So tomorrow, if you're listening to this on Saturday, the Aces open as a four-and-a-half-point favorite in this one. So go check out that. See what you have available at FanDuel. Again, if you put down $5 and get 200 back in bonus bets, if you're making your first bet there, go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started today. My first shot, my first make. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us on Locked On Mavs, being part of the show, part of the Raccoon Squad, listening every day. If you want to support the show, text us, get text alerts from us on Mavs Rumors and more. If you want to watch film with me, I'm going to do a film breakdown of the probably the first the two first quarters in the last two games. I'll send that out tonight, Saturday, probably. Uh, my wife went on a trip, so I'm home alone. What else am I gonna do besides do do a washback for the subtexters? So uh, subscribe to our subtext, click the link in the description to get that. All right, we talked about Derek Lively. Love what we saw from him the last couple of couple of games. We didn't like what we saw from Omax in the first game. Felt like he was really rushed. Felt like he really didn't get into the game. We didn't really see a ton from him because there was just a lot of mistakes and him flying around and flying around in the wrong kind of way. In this game, though, I thought we saw a little bit more, and at least we saw flashes of him doing some stuff that we know he can do on the next level. He scored five points. He had six rebounds, three of them on the offensive end. He had an assist in transition that was good, and uh, but he missed all five of his threes, didn't have any fouls, didn't have any turnovers. But what did you think about Omax in this game? Yeah, I mean, he he looked a little bit more calm. I mean, I, yeah, I was, I had the same mindset after the first game. I'm not worried at all. Uh, he had that. the 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 cool thing 
about Omax that I really like is he can he can put the ball on the floor already. Yeah. And you look at, you know, when like Dorian first came in, I mean, he wouldn't even like dribble. So and if he did, it's like, oh, no, 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 please don't dribble. He would rarely uh, pass like on the move. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. It would have to be hit. He gets the ball. He stops and then he passes. Right. It wouldn't be like a take two steps and pass or even like like you said, dribble and pass. Like he was very limited early on. Which, yeah. which is why Rick Carlisle liked him because he wouldn't make any mistakes. And that there's, yeah. remember, we used to have that whole conversation between him and Justin Anderson, who is Rick Carlisle going to play more? He ended up playing Dorian because he made less mistakes and he was like a little yeah. bit more defensively sound. Yeah. So, so with Omax, you know, he had that play, uh, he hit, hit the dark fade a little uh. bit and went in. And that was, that was funny. Um, you know, but, but even that, that's not really what he's going to be asked to do. Like, what, you know, I, I think not to switch it to Grant Williams for a second, but I don't know what Grant has more of so far in the preseason dribbles or shots, because I'm like, <laughs> let's, we should have a game of, or a challenge of Grant Williams dribble. Cause I mean, he is like defining the three and D type of guy. Now I get it. He only hit two threes. He shot seven again in the first half, yeah. um, which he's so that once again, on yesterday's pod, we were talking about how, I mean, the, the dude's going to jack up threes this year. He's going to get a ton. And I think the percentages, I mean, he's a good three point shooter. But like what you're asking of Omax is what you're like is this basically the same thing like what you're going to be asking of Grant Williams is take the threes, don't be shy. He hasn't been shy, so yeah, he missed all five of his threes. But I'm like, take them. Like now's especially, the time, especially it's the, now. Yeah, it's the preseason. Launch them. Get, get get it. You know, get in the groove. And so I yeah, I mean, I'm probably in the minority. Obviously, I you know have a lot of stock in Omax Island, but I'm just not. Yeah, it, it's going to take weeks into the regular season before i'm like oh i'm really worried about omax here yeah if i'm gonna take anything away from these two games with omax it's okay let's maybe slow down if you if you were of the the mindset all right he should start right away that they they should you know he should play 25 minutes or you know he should be in closing lineups and and things like that like let's maybe let's let's pull him back a little bit whereas lively i'm gonna i'm pushing forward a little bit more I, i think that he should keep starting. You've been saying that forever, but I'm I'm totally on board after seeing a couple of games with him. Uh, so, but with Omax though, let's maybe pull back a little bit. If you were of the mindset of him, all right, he's got to start. He's got to do this. Josh Green is is more ready than Omax is right now for sure, and, sh- and should say, be at this point. Yeah, that that opinion for me, I have the same opinion, but it's more of it's not an indictment on on Omax. It's more of the roster around him. Like, I think. Like kind of you know listen to the um, Hoop Collective podcast that they're talking about Josh Green. They're like, all right, if you're not gonna like, it, like pay him and like start him or like what, what like what are we doing if you're not gonna start him right now? And I'm like, and that's why we've been in the camp. That's why you know when Grant Williams like, hey, who's what's your ideal starting five? <laughs> you know, Josh Green has to be in that starting five because it's like what what else are we like? That's the natural progression of where you're at right now, and he has. To, like to me, it's just he has to be in there. If not, I don't know what we're really doing with Josh Green right now. Yeah, yeah, and that's what Tim McMahon said. If you're not going to extend him or start him, like <laughs> go ahead and trade him at, at this point. So, yeah, I think because you have somebody that's ready to go with Lively, you don't have somebody that's ready to go. Dwight and Rashawn Holmes, they haven't shown enough in this preseason, and we know what we know what we're going to get from Dwight. So I'm not changing any of my mind on that. But uh, Rashawn got in. Uh, yeah, you know, that's another thing with like preseason. You know, especially with what you know, kids doing that. You know, we can look at the wins, losses, and you know all this different stuff. But kids trying out so much crap yeah. right now in the preseason that it's, you know, it 
yeah, I mean, Rashawn Holmes, you know, came in today over Dwight Powell. We didn't see Dwight for a long time. You know, there were lineups that I, you know, it was in the first half that he had the young guys out there. It was like Omax, Lively, um, Hardy. So, and it was like a fun lineup, but it's like, dude, I mean, they're going to struggle. So it, it's more of like, just, hey, let's, let's throw some stuff at the wall, see what sticks, see what looks good. Let's see what some combos look like. We saw a combo in the second half that I was like really intrigued by. They had Maxi and Grant Williams out at the you know four and the five. Yeah, the one that started the second half was Maxi, yeah. Grant Williams, Josh Green, Dante Exum, and Jaden Hardy. Yeah, and that was just I mean imagine imagine that lineup, but with Kyrie instead of Hardy. And then because yeah. what they were doing with Hardy was like, dude, now we got everybody on the floor that could shoot. Is a small ball, small ball ish. You know, Maxi's you know six ten, but it's like everybody can shoot five out let Hardy cook. And it's like, if he gets into the lane, then it's, but imagine Kyrie in that spot, five out, let Kyrie cook. And then, you know, Kyrie's better passer and all that. So I I was intrigued by that line. In that moment though, when they said, let Hardy cook, it was like in Zelda breath of the wild, where you make dubious food, where you like put ingredients together that didn't work. And it comes out and it's like, Hey, you can eat this, but it's just not going to be very good. Hardy had some moments in this game. Yeah. But not in that, not in that stretch (laughs) when they were just like, all right, everybody, Everybody fan out and five out for Jaden Hardy. Uh, he's str- he's struggling now. Let's talk about Hardy now. He had some good moments in this game. Led the the led the the game in scoring with twenty two points. He had eight boards. He had a couple of assists. He had six. He had two assists. Six turnovers. Not great there. He fell down when he was dribbling one time, and that was a turnover. He struggled there. He uh, hit four of his 10 threes, which is good. Took a, took a ton, but if you make four, that's forty percent. That's a really good percentage. Nine of twenty one from the field. Had some times where he struggled, but yeah, he got hot a little bit there. In the fourth quarter, he had two really good takes to the basket in a row. He had a three right after that. That was three possessions in a row, just really good takes. And that's what that's what you put Hardy out there to do. Go cook, figure out how to get your offense, and you want him to figure that out in preseason especially. Yeah, I mean, he, he has the turnovers there when he, once he gets into the paint. He's trying to do the Luka pass great, you know, throws yeah, it across court to the corner and – you know, he's at least seeing where it should go. I think that will just come with time. Uh, but they're, you know, they're trying him out of different spots. Like, you know, they're that stretch right there is like, hey, run the offense type of thing. Um, he started, you know, today's game in the Kyrie spot, playing off Luca some. So, you know, they're they're testing it out. I'm you know what when I th- something I thought was really intriguing on the broadcast, Mark and Bobby were talking, and they were talking about um Coop and how Coop had told them um how he had talked to Jason Kidd about Dante Exum and how Kidd had told Coop, hey, Dante, you know, Dante's right now currently constructed like Dante's in our 10 man rotation. And it's like, all right, do your math, which I, I'm a big fan of Dante <laughs> Exum. I think Dante Exum He's should be good. playing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I love the energy. I love how he pushes the pace, which, you know, when anybody pushes pace for the Mavericks, it stands out. But, so like you just do your like math at that point. It's like, all right, well, if he's in the 10 man rotation, well, who's out, you know? So I'm well, intrigued. I was going to say, can we, can we do some math on that one? <laughs> it's like you get, well, let's just put Josh in there. Josh Grant, Derek Lively, Luca, who am I forgetting? Kyrie. Luca, Luca Kyrie. All right. So who's the next five players? Omax, Tim Hardaway. Maxi, Hardy. Did you put Dwight yet? Dwight. How many is that? That's ten right there. <laughs> Exum is eleven. 
Yeah, who would you take out of that top ten we just mentioned? That that's hard. It, it's hard because Seth Curry's twelve. Well, so David Locke does this thing that maybe we should do as a as a pod sometime between the the preseason games where he has some kind of algorithm or stat where he figures out how many rotation minutes each team has. And usually that's a good indicator of how good a team is going to be. And so everybody gets 240 minutes in a game. Like every team gets 240 player minutes in a game, right? 48 minutes times five. That's two, that's 240. And he had the Mavs at like 230, which is really, which is a really good level. He thought the Mavs had a lot, you know, had just about enough rotation minutes from these guys. And so to figure out who, who gets what is really hard, especially if everyone's healthy, which they are right now, uh, which we, sh- we should mention. Kyrie missed this game with, what do they call it? It was a uh, it was groin. Left, gro- left groin <laughs> a left groin soreness, but it's not considered serious. Jason Kidd said that before the game. Uh, Seth Curry missed the game with illness, so that's not serious either. And so uh, everybody is healthy. Jason Kidd said that after the game, that you know everybody's healthy, and that's what we're happy to get to come out of this game with is just health for everybody. So as long as everybody's healthy, which it seems like they are, it's hard to come up with who's the 10-man rotation because – Jason Kidd's not going to play a 12, 13 man rotation. That's one of the things I was trying to figure out over the summer going through the Mavs minutes. Like, all right, well, how do Omax and Lively get minutes? Who gets bumped out? And now it looks like Lively really is going to get some minutes. Now who does yeah. get bumped out? So, cause so. that's when you get into that second, that second unit. It's like, you know, Omax has to play. Maxie's got to play. So does Omax have to play? Yeah, he does. Who else is guarding people? It's just Josh and Grant. Well, the thing like, the thing that would be weird is if Omax and Derek Jones don't play, because then that's your two; those are your two wing, like bigger wings that you added outside of. Yeah, Grant. see, I just don't expect I don't expect Derek Jones to play, but well, the, but I'm so I'm saying if both of them don't play, then it's a yeah, lot, so it's a it, lot of Tim Curry, Exum, Hardy, Hardy, I guess, yeah. So th- that's where it's going to get really interesting, of especially after these first few preseason games here where. Hardy's looked, you know, he's looked like he belongs out there at times he and did. stuff. So it's like, all right, Hardy, Seth, Tim, Dante Exum, is it matchup dependent? Uh, We've got these two that. guys though in in Hard and Hardaway and Hardy, who like on any given night can look really awesome and look like your third best player, and can also look like your worst player on the court. <laughs> can we just can we figure out a way? Can we hire a medium or like some kind of fortune teller to tell us? All right, today is a Hardy game. Today is a Hardaway game, and like, just decide which one. Because Tim's dad, yeah, I mean, Tim's dad was there today. So, and Tim hit like three threes. So, <laughs> yeah, he he was two of six, and then hit another jumper. Uh, he hit a long I, hit a long two that looked like a three, but they called it a two. I also want to talk about Grant because I just you know it's two games. It's not like Grant's putting up thirty points. Uh, Grant Williams. I was going to say, and, Grant and, asked some good questions after the game there. He, Grant, <laughs> our friend Grant Asseff was over there. Took the big um, trip. Man, that, that's a long way, man. He, heck yeah, it is. Um, but with but with Grant Williams, I thought his defense on Towns, like it, it's just another, you know, another thing of seeing the difference of having a guy like him that can, you know, guard some of the bigger guys at the four spot, even though he's, you know, when we first signed him, I talked to, talked a ton about the, they've just haven't had a, like a, a, a physical defender like that in a long time. Like he's just a, a thicker body, even though he's shorter, he's six, 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 seven, he's a middle linebacker, man. Yeah. He can, he can hold his own against, 
you know, a towns, like he, he can't get pushed around the post. And so I don't know, there were just different small things where he was making an impact that once again, doesn't show up on the box sheet that it just, uh, that I was box impressed sheet. with. And once again, he got seven threes in the first half. Like I said earlier, took seven. He had seven <laughs> yeah. He, he took seven threes in the first half in the first game. And it's like, dude, I mean, he's going to get a million threes this year. So, and if he hits them at, you know, our, our friend, uh, ex Mavs assistant coach, Mike shed respond on Twitter. And he's like, man, if you know, he's just got to hit him at that 40% clip. And I think, I think he will, he's going to get a ton of open threes. I also don't like the threes that the Mavericks have been taking in these games. I don't feel like they've been the wide open Mavs threes that we're used to them creating. It still doesn't feel like the offense is in rhythm, right? They finished the game 14 of 46. A lot of those are, are bench threes and like late rotation guy threes, but still, I think that the Mavs will create much better threes than the ones they have these first two games. And they have to hit them to win because, I mean, you've seen these yeah. last two games. It's still the same still the same offense. It's still the same run, pick and roll, run double drags, run like maybe one or two pin downs for like a Tim or a Seth or somebody that can run off ball stuff so that they can get a wide open shot. There's just not much, at least that I've seen, to the offense, You've got that, which means you've got to hit those threes and the threes that Luka creates. Well, especially when Kyrie's not playing, you know, that that's why it felt Heard like in that second half. I mean, it felt like Jaden Hardy. It, it was just like every possession was a, him just like ISO. Not and, only did Kyrie not play, he also got outshot by Michael B. Jordan. Not even Michael Jordan. Michael B. Jordan beating him in a, shoot, in a shootout. Did you see that? <laughs> no, I didn't. Yeah, it's all over. The, I think it was the NBA social or the or maybe even the Mavs one. But, yeah, they, they did a shootout where – Michael B. Jordan was taking like a an eighteen foot jumper, and Kyrie's taking a three. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> um, but no, you know, with the threes, I think they were. I was adding them up because once again, it was like the first the first halves of both of the game. That's yeah. both of the games. That's when all the main people played. They were thirteen of forty eight from yep. three. Yeah, of the first two, you know, two halves of these oh, yeah, two I, games. I texted that to all the subtexters today. Did you really? Yeah, thirteen. Thirteen of um, forty eight. Yeah. So, and you know, I think a part of it though, is when you don't have a Kyrie out there, you know, besides Luca that can generate offense, then you kind of just asking your guys to just jack up a three whenever you got just a, a small glimpse to get a three off. Cause to your point, it felt like a lot of the threes they were taking were contested, but outside of that, it's like, what are you going to do? You're going to have Omax try to drive and then get swatted out of bounds by Rudy Man, Gobert. Like that was a tough take. Know, <laughs> he had lively was, on the lob on that play too, which he could have thrown it up to. A lot of their threes are also late in the shot clock where they're having to just chuck something up because they haven't created enough or moved around enough. And this this Minnesota team was was good defensively. They had Anthony Edwards back in this game. They didn't have Jaden McDaniels. That would have been even more tough. But they were a good defensive team last year. They've got Anthony Edwards. They've got Gobert. They've got Towns, who's just big and now doesn't have to like guard anybody specific, and and that's fine with him. So yeah. Sorry. And now the daily double. <laughs> <laughs> this week on Socials with Kai. <laughs> <laughs> Is that your sounder? That's the sounder going into the segment. Uh, who else I don't, did I, I don't have a, Yeah, I don't have a ton else from this game. I mean, besides, I mean, if we really want to dissect the end of the game, I mean, that was fun. Dexter Dennis versus, you know, Mike Miles, not Mike Miles versus De Jelly for the third two-way spot. Dexter Dennis is the uh, the second coming of Taze Moore, right? It feels like he's the next like real bouncy guy that can come in and Mavs fans are getting excited about him. He had a couple of plays. He's had a couple of threes too. He had one today. He had two 
in the game before had a huge dunk. He could just throw down, man. The the attempt that he missed was brought me up like, whoa, all right. Murder, murderous. We haven't seen Mike Miles, by the way. He was questionable to come into this game. I think it was either an illness. Oh, he had or, illness, yeah. Yeah, he was questionable, but we haven't seen him in two games. Uh, I'm interested to see what he looks like. Uh, yeah. Rashawn Holmes got in before Dwight Powell today. Another one of those things where Jason Kidd's just trying stuff out. What do you think about him? Yeah, I mean, I thought he had moments. I mean, there wasn't anything that I was like, all right. I thought he forced it a little bit. You know, he's trying to get his jump hook off in, in the paint there. He tried to force it kind of on the right block one time. Cat, you know, swatted out of bounds. But I don't really blame him because it's like, dude, you're getting your moment. Like, let's just let's try to make the, the most of it. So he's been sitting on the bench for a whole year for Sacramento and he's he's in ready jail. to go. Like we talked to him at Media Day and he's like, he's ready to go. <laughs> he's so excited to be here. <laughs> He was, he was very excited. We, we talked to him and we, I asked him the question, like why Dallas or, but like he wasn't a free agent. Like he got traded here, but it seemed like he decided to come. You know what I mean? Like it came off as that sort of vibe where like he decided to come back because he was excited about the prospect of, of being with the Mavericks. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the third two way spot, I will always, always lean towards wings. So, um, if you're asking me, Jelly or Dexter Dennis, I'm going to pick Dexter Dennis as much yeah. fun as Jelly Walker is. Um, yeah, I thought I thought he had some fun moments, a lot of bounce. Um, Greg Brown, dude, I I just I want to see him in like a dunk contest thing. Uh, there was a one. <laughs> the of, Mavs uh, could do a dunk contest between him, Derek Jones Jr., Dexter Dennis. Like that would be fun. Yeah, they. Uh, Mav Social's posted a clip of when they were riding camels and they were asking uh, all the players uh, there in the desert of, hey, who has the most hops? Like, who could jump over the camel? And almost everybody, it was a, a lot of people said Greg Brown. Some people said Derek Jones Jr., but it was like one of those two. Oh, but yeah. it was the reminder of just how much hops Greg Brown has. I bet Lively so, would be a good dunk contest guy, too. Yeah. Yeah. There you but, go. Let us know what you thought about this game. Give us your overreactions to preseason game two. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow talking more Mavs. We'll talk about probably what the rotation is going to look like. We'll talk about uh, what we saw from these two games. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Boom.